Step inside these hallowed halls of the Red Light Library, where us librarians review short erotica. It gets the short end of the stick when it comes to criticism and review because, well, in the end, it's porn. This podcast reviews adult content that has frank discussions of sexual content, adult language, and, well, basically anything under the sun that certain publishing houses will allow. If that's something you can't legally listen to or don't want to listen to, back out now. Welcome back, dear patrons, to the Red Light Library. Today I'm joined by, uh... Shit. I keep running out of new sec uh, other resident bodice ripper historian. <laughs> <laughs> we have a new librarian today. Introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Bridge Geen. I edit Tides and Arden, and I enjoy reading bad erotica. I hope so. <laughs> but there's bad erotica, which I enjoy reading, and then there's Lazy. Yeah. So, uh, once again, I'm going to shift blame by saying that this one was Bridges' decision. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, as much as I like bringing on new people to the Red Light Library, I, uh, I, I've i started calling it Victoria-ing them. <laughs> because Victoria uh, got saddled with a really bad ghost story when we started. Uh, this time... You gave a... Well, this one's actually my fault. I will take blame for this one because you gave two options. This one had fewer pages and a better title. Uh, today we're talking about how many dukes can I take a romance novel? We don't need... We don't need the R word here. <laughs> That's not what's happening here. <laughs> no, no, that is not what's happening here. Also, apparently in this uh, 19th century... Uh, estate english estate we are wearing modern me undies are featured in in this cover basically yeah. uh the cover is just a lady in modern clothes being some hugged by a inattentive dude and another dude looks on who's got a completely different i don't think it that doesn't look necessarily like he has a different skin tone as much as he's got like a bleach filter over his yeah. layer in photoshop it's it's a bad cover. I knew it was going to be some sort of gold, but I was fooled. It's fool's gold. Also, I firmly believe the underpants are photoshopped on. You know, that's that's a possibility. They uh there's a waistband kind of hovering over his hip and there seems to be a chunk taken out uh from a brush at some point. Uh who knows? Maybe they gave this guy some really unfortunate photoshop surgery uh to make him look skinnier i don't know but this cover no, i i didn't actually pay that much attention to the cover but now that i'm going back to look at it yeah wow they they did him dirty his abs are like way to where they should not be they're like bent this is some rob life shit. uh but yeah we can't we can't waste too much time on the cover we have too yeah, much book yeah. to talk about uh <laughs> <laughs> oofty goofty this story uh so bridge in, in just in a couple sentences what is how many dukes i can take about <laughs> uh so there's and I, I i explained this to my roommates last night and i could not for the fucking life of me Remember Alessa's name. Alisa? <laughs> Alessa? Eliza? Eliza? I don't... I don't fucking know. 
It's spelled E L Y S A, so fucking yeah. have fun. You just choose your own adventure. I could not remember her name, but I could remember uh, John, her husband, who is oddly distant for the first part of the book. Uh, his cousin and best friend, Mark, who's very ruggedly handsome. Uh, Mark and John's other cousin, Antony, which, by the way, Mark Antony, you're not clever, author, <laughs> but it's okay. Uh, and the two guys at the end of the book, too. I don't quite remember their names, but they're fucking wild names. Oh, we'll get there, because one is a certain English actor that we need to touch on. <laughs> oh, no. So, uh... One thing to mention here, uh, actually, let me pull it up because I don't remember. Did the Amazon mention the incest side of it? No. Because that's there. Now, I will say much, uh, the, the shadow of Amazon looms large on this book because every time a cousin is mentioned, it's preceded by the word distant. Yes. Also, please ignore my clicking as I find the fucking description. Eliza had married John Bonham, the heir to the Duchy of Sussex recently, and she was getting used to her life in the Duke's household. But it was not as easy as she thought it would be. Um, yeah, the word cousin doesn't come up any. Uh, however, soon one of John's closest friends and a distant cousin, Mark, arrived. Yeah, um, both of them are cousins. Yeah. <laughs> one is not... He, they are friends, but they are cousins. And it's implied... It it's implied in the end that they fucked before this, too. Yup. Yup. No, yeah. They, I will say we have some aggressively bi characters in this, which is a rare thing in this kind of erotica. I'm kind of... That's kind of cool to see. We're not just like... I was expecting a gangbang situation where there's a lot of avoiding male-male contact. <laughs> yeah. But no, they... They get, like, into it. So we've got, I, I, as usual, I'm going to start off by reading the first sentence of the book, and I'm going to read it without an accent, despite the fact I read the entire fucking thing in various accents, because I was bored. Uh, newly married, Eliza Bonham was adjusting herself to the life in the royal, to the life in the royal mansion of the Duchy of Sussex. It had been six months since she had married John Bonham, heir apparent and son to his royal highness, Sir Elton Bonham, but she felt it would take her years before she could learn to be the future mistress of Clarence Mansion, as it was lovingly called. Okay, first off, we're using HRH a lot. Uh, don't know if this means the person who's writing it is from the UK and therefore just likes abbreviating it because they're tired of typing it out. I have a hard time pinning down where the person who wrote this is from because there's a lot of strange language choices. Yeah. I highlighted the, in the second paragraph, hallowed yeah. halls, yeah. halloed, <laughs> halloed like halls. This. I'm sorry, dear, I can't join you in the bedroom as I have to walk down the halloed halls and those damn choruses of angels are so loud. <laughs> Eliza walked through the halloed halls that had been graced by dignitaries and royalty well, down, the, down ages the ages as she felt a little cold, comma, a little out of place. What? She had had the feeling. She, she had had the feeling from the time that from she the time had she had married John but he had always reassured her that she would get used to it 
That's too many hads, my friend. Sometimes you go down to the word store and there's a three-for-one sale and you just gotta, but then you have to figure out what to do with all those hads. Had you not purchased all those hads, you wouldn't have this had problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's just a lot of weird little trip-ups like that. And also, it feels like whoever wrote this has watched a couple costume drama period pieces and whatnot. Like, yeah. They're not necessary. They they know the basics of how duchies and like the the lines of aristocracy work, but it's not important to the story, really. Yeah, like there's a lot of mentioning that they're like dukes and other various. What's uh, the word I'm thinking of? Oh. Fuck me. I just noticed the author. I didn't even look at the author's name until just now. <laughs> you know the author? Historical Romance. How Many Dukes Can I Take by Etika Romance. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Copyright uh, 2015 by Etika Romance. All rights reserved. <laughs> Oof. Ah, uh, man. You gotta, you gotta try, gotta wake up a little. Oh, um, their marriage was the talk of the town, and they had a glorious honeymoon in the Italy. We love the Italy. Uh, th there's a lot of these mistakes early on, which I think that might be an indicator of they changed some stuff late on yeah. in the process. Because it's when we get to the obviously the part that that the author was excited to write, the lead up to the sex and the sex itself. That stuff's a little bit more put together. I didn't notice as many weird yeah. writing. But at the beginning, it just has a lot of oddly phrased sentences. And there's, like, words that seem left in. And then there's a honeymoon in the Italy, which I maybe that originally read, like, the Italian coast or, or something like that. Or somewhere else entirely. And then they went to just put mm. in Italy to make it simple, simpler, lower that word count. I don't know. Uh... I gotta ask, as someone who's read stories that deal with this sort of um, uh, regency, <laughs> is it a recurring like plot thing to have the the uh, the woman protagonist not be used to all the rules and regulations of living in this time? Because there's a sort of uh, setup for a Disney princess esque plot where she's not used to all these darned rules and all the all the different etiquettes and whatnot. Yeah. Of, that's basic. I mean, at this time, that's basically what you trained for from childhood, unfortunately. <laughs> Especially because she... It says she's a country girl, which... Wow, how did a normal country girl just up and marry a duke? Her I, I parents, was just... <laughs> her parents must have been really fucking rich for living in the country and not having any peerage. I mean, they don't even... You could lean into my, my poor parents who make a living shoveling uh, manure from one wagon into another for no good reason, just because the baron of the area likes to laugh at them, uh, managed to get me one dress for one pound. <laughs> and I met him at a ball. Like, there's not even that. It's just like, I'm a country girl. I don't know how to run an estate. And it's not even that. Like, we don't even really like talk into the estate running side of it because she's the the woman of the house she's just 
I hate all these damn yeah, okay. co corsets and stuff. The woman of the house doesn't even really run the estate. That's what the servants are there for. Yep. There were <laughs> terrible to say, but that's literally what they were there for. The woman of the house was literally there just to look pretty. She didn't expect life in the manor to be so different from her life in her home. There were strict guidelines and protocols at the manor that everyone followed, and it encompassed every aspect of her life. There were guidelines for dressing, for eating, for daily duties, about communications and etiquette. Eliza felt so many rules took away the homely warmth from a home, or for, from a house, and she was that she was so used to. She felt claustrophobic and yearned for that little freedom that her earlier life afforded her. Did she live in a cottage in the woods by herself? Like what the? F I mean, <laughs> she would have had to in this mystery time period regency, <laughs> because there's no way this would ever happen in the actual right? regency period if she was a woman of marrying age. She'd know all this shit down to a T, and she'd be like, "I don't need a servant to put on my corset. I can do it myself." At this point, it sort of feels like. It's a mo it's set in modern times, but for some reason people give a shit about being the Duke of Sussex. You know what I'm saying? Like people, there yeah. are people that care about the monarchy in England still, but uh, this acts like we are in a actual time. We are in the 1800s. We are, or we're in like Victorian era England, except we're not. We're just here. Also, none of the. Uh, I guess I don't really need anyone to be written with an accent, but there's no, like, Englishisms used in this story. <laughs> yeah. So we find the, the root of the problem that must be solved with fucking in this book, and it's that while she married John, the world's blandest named uh, husband, John, um, they... St okay, never mind, I found an Englishism right here. It's the one servant, the young housemaid. It's Master John, milady. M-I space lady. Uh, apparently they, they had a lot of fun. They were very romantic. They fucked a lot. And now that they've been married, everything's cool except for the fucking. And she's trying to figure out, like, what's the deal? Why, why, why are we not having as much fun in the bedroom as we used to? Uh, and he arrives home from being away in wherever. And he's like, honey, I'm home. Also, I brought Mark. <laughs> My and best she's like, and he's like, she's like, oh, you brought Mark. Cool. <laughs> Thanks for texting. <laughs> Thanks for sending a letter ahead. I guess I just feel so loved. Eliza threw her arms around John's neck and demanded to be kissed on the lips, but John hastily removed her hands. Look who I brought with me. It's Mark. Eliza felt a little hurt at being pushed away after she'd been missing him and waiting for his arrival, and John didn't have time for her, exclamation mark. I'm with her here. Yeah, no, John's really fucking shitty, and I'll get into this more later on when we get to the big reveal. Just, like, kiss her, just once, that's all you had to do, just, mwah, there you go, fucking, we're done. Hi, here's Mark. Especially with everything that's going on behind the scenes in this. Yeah. So we meet Mark. Mark's cool, whatever. He's 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 the epitome of that friend where, like, he's cool to have around, but you want some warning. Because Mark's going to take over your whole fucking afternoon. Uh, he, he starts talking about her complexion immediately. Uh, Hello there, cousin. Mark entered the room. How art thou? He joked. 
Uh, I'm doing quite well. How are you? Wait. He's... He's Eliza's cousin? I think cousins by marrying? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, she says she's doing quite well. Uh, he says he's doing well. But I see you've grown a little pale. Is Sussex and my cousin not treating you too well? I'm afraid not. How right you are. But how did you know? Well, your cheeks have lost their sheen and you smile too less. You smile too less. <sighs> also, thank you for dropping a highlight on that one because I didn't have to worry about highlighting it. I just, it was so, and I, I just needed to. <laughs> In fact, this whole page is covered. I think this is where you all, we're near the end of where you gave up highlighting stuff, I suspect, out of frustration. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, uh. So is there anything this story gets right from the perspective of, like, this genre, really? I mean, technically no, because it never wants to set a hard rule about where it's at, so nothing is technically right or wrong. Fair. Uh, I do notice when we, uh, so basically what happens it's, is... It's, it's very um, wish-fulfillment-y. It's super, yeah. this is someone's, like, dream they had once. We are railroading the plot to get us up to the sex because it feels like like I get it, most erotica is designed around the sex but this one really feels like that's the that's the kernel that Miss Romance started with and then worked yeah. backwards oh by the way this name uh, uh, or this pair of names together is fucking stupid so there's cousin Mark and then John's like, oh, there's going to be a ball. And at this ball, we're going to have a lot of people here in our house. It's going to be the biggest one of the year. It's going to be the charity event of the season. And she's like, well, shit, thanks for the heads up. I don't have a dress. And he's like, oh, don't worry. I've got you the dressmaker or the, the, the fashion designer for the Emperor of France or the Empress of France. And she's like, how the fuck did you get that? And he's like, well, he's my cousin and then cousin anthony anthony shows up so we have yeah. mark anthony, mark anthony. <laughs> thank you thank you story for that um and we get to we get to the big the i think this one is probably the core there's two sex scenes the first one really feels like the the big punch of it and it's the fitting scene yeah Uh, Anthony's introduction is a little strange. He walks in. My dear cousin Eliza, Anthony said as he walked uh, into the dressing room, I am your, what the French calls, courtier, and you cannot be ashamed in front of me. He held up her chin to make her look, make her look at him. Wait, to make her look at her. Thank you, romance. Thank you. Make her look at her. I will know your strengths, your weaknesses, your likes, dislikes, and have intimate knowledge of every inch of your body. Uh, um, question. <laughs> Most dresses are designed to work around a corset. At the Actually, all dresses are fucking designed to work yeah. around a corset at this time. So the first thing he does is 
take her corset off so that she's just topless. That's not how that works. Yeah, no. Uh, which really this just means it opens her up so that she's basically naked in crotchless drawers uh, or her open crotch drawers, which is obviously the sexiest thing ever fucking put into print. Uh, <laughs> so... Mark comes. Mark basically turns around, comes around the corner, is like, "Do it," and starts. Hey, what's up, bro? God, naked. Hey, what's up, my cousin's wife who is naked? Now I'm just gonna walk towards you. Now I'm just gonna stand here and look at you. Why does Mark look like that? Why doesn't he turn away? He should be leaving. Eliza thought to herself. <laughs> you could just say that. I mean, yeah. You could literally, you're the woman in the house. You could tell him to, like, leave. It's within your rights. It's your own house. So then we lead ourselves into the first sex scene, which is, uh, we, I found there's a little bit, there's a lot of weight put on. The first thing Mark does is, uh, give her oral but it feels like there's more emphasis put on that being scandalous than anything else being scandalous uh including there's a lot of male male sex in this story which yeah. is i i don't want to hang a hat on it too much because it's basically relying on um the fetishization of it but it does feel like there should be more reaction from this protagonist of oh shit they're having sex i mean probably yeah because this scene goes from mark starts eating her out and she's like oh my god this is i i'm married and this never happens because oral doesn't exist in regency times apparently and then she's blowing Antony at the same time and it ends up with her doggy style uh Antony fucking her but then Mark is fucking Antony so basically he's using basically it's a it's a human version of one of those desk ball swing things that like mm -hmm. one from the other except it's just the momentum's going from her to Antony to Mark and then Mark to Antony to her just back and forth and that's like a a, a that's fucking wild or it's i'm i assume there was way more weird sex happening in the regency era than history will tell us because oh, why yeah. would why would people write that shit down but like maybe a little off topic but like if you ever feel like it look up some of the weird lesbian erotica that was written during the regency period now those books, those are some creative, uh, creative kinds of lesbian sex, and uh, creative items to use as dildos that you probably should not use as dildos. Creative lesbian sex, what the world needs more of. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's weird because there's this. If this were just in a dude's... If this were set in present times in a dude's apartment, I wouldn't be saying this. Yeah. But it feels like the trappings of this, you know, time period should come with a lot of... <gasps> and pearl clutching from yeah. certain characters. And then... Because isn't... Doesn't it... Is, is it not the kink that it's... I don't want to say corruption, but it's the slow shift of 
preference from like this uh she's she's close-minded she's not mm -hmm. she's not wanting to be adventurous in bed and we find that out here in a bit that this is all arranged so shouldn't there be a little bit more of her being oh oh no i'm nervous about this and then her getting like fuck yeah by the end of it like th there's a there's a beginning middle end to that plot instead of she's all middle yeah we do get a little i i will say i mean immediately after she's like fuck <laughs> the, <laughs> the realism kicks husband. in i fucked up she even tries to tell him in what feels like they watched one scene like this in a bbc regional thing because yeah. it's it's the night of the ball you can hear you can hear the string quartet in the distance and it's wafting through the open window and her her uh, maid is helping her get the dress on and oh John says you must come down immediately and she's like just one moment and John comes in he's like my dear the ball is about to begin and they she chooses the least specific wording possible to tell him there is something I need to tell you <laughs> it's a lot of like I've done something horrible and I'm you, not but, worthy of you anymore but first you should remember that I love you more than anything else in this world like she's trying to she's pulling the don't get mad <laughs> don't get mad but I did something that might make you mad <laughs> he's like whatever could you do to make me mad or make me not love you anymore that's impossible flutters eyes <laughs> Now, um, we do find out why he acts like this, but in the moment, yeah. it, he, he feels like a dumbass Disney princess, or prince, like, not a not a good Disney prince, who's like, I can't even think of a good one right now, who's smart, but, uh, or I guess the dude from Frozen, who's not the prince, uh, if he qualified, Kristoff, Kristoff kind of has a good head on his shoulders most of the time, uh, he, this guy feels more like your, uh, like you would if you put any of the uh, Prince Charmings or Prince Eric's up against a, a difficult conversation. They would just be like, "Whatever do you mean? <laughs> I love her with all my heart. This, she fucked my cousin. What? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you have the wrong information." <laughs> uh. <laughs> So we uh, oh also whoever wrote this read Fifty Shades for fuck sure because we uh, we start the ball and John takes her down or takes her upstairs to a room that is just briefly mentioned as always having been locked, which is terrifying. That detail is fucking scary. Sex dungeon. <laughs> yeah, sex dungeon. So they open the door. Mark's on the bed naked, or Mark's in a robe just chilling, and Anthony's on the bed naked, and it still takes her like half a paragraph to have it just, oh, John set this up. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. So it turns out this was all a Pornhub original style uh, porn plot that he has been like, well, our, our sex life has been unfulfilling. Instead of having a conversation with her about it, I invited my cousin and another cousin to engage in a MMF threesome with her and that'll that'll broaden her horizons <laughs> and, and therefore to my main rant John's a fucking dick right like him he put her through so much stress because 
he wanted to loosen her up in the bedroom by getting by convincing his cousins to take her on a salacious threesome ride while she was getting a dress for the ball. <laughs> it's like, just fucking talk to her. She's your wife. Just fucking. Which, by the way, credits to Anthony. Because not only did they have a raucous threesome, he somehow got her measurements done and designed the dress in time because she does have one. Yeah. Good on him. Job comes first. Uh, th- we come to probably my least favorite phrasing in the story. Uh, Mark kisses her. Uh, oh, they strip the dress off her so that she is. She has her corset on, which is. There's a lot of mention of her breathing deep, and I'm like, no, she's not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she She's bottomless, and she's wearing a corset still. She, or Mark kisses her on her, uh, like, on, on her neck and her shoulders, and she says, she had become wet in her vagina, and she hoped that Mark didn't understand what this touch did to her. Wet in the vagina. Yeah. Like what the living fuck was going through someone's head when they typed that it's (laughs) this is the part where i reveal and i hate to say this because anytime a straight white dude brings up monty python it's it's fucking annoying but this brought up in my head what is known as the woody sketch which is uh it's it's treated like regency era but i think it's supposed to be in the 40s where it's a bunch of uh haughty old aristocrats sitting around in a parlor of a mansion and they're just saying very english things to each other like uh, i think eric idol's playing a woman and he's like oh, the croquet hoops are coming in very well this season <laughs> and graham chapman's just sitting there with a shotgun because occasionally a caribou comes onto the lawn and he shoots it <laughs> But the, the hook of the sketch is he finds certain words to be very woody. Uh, he, caribou, <laughs> wood, tinny. <laughs> he just says things over and over. And the weird phrasings in this just make me read that shit in like these zany Monty yeah. Python accents. Because quite frankly, except for the sex, it's a boring fucking story. It's I can't terrible. even, you can't get invested into it. There's not the, oh, Mr. McGregor is cheating on his wife, like, sort of gossipy side of this. There's just, they're in complicated garb, and apparently there's some societal rules that we should be considering here. Like, you could you could give me a fucking full-length novel set in Regency era with the two sex scenes from this story in it and it's like i don't fuck let's just say 400 pages so two sex scenes that take about five to six pages each in a 400 page book i would be fully fucking satisfied if there was actual character development and interesting things going on this is what 26 pages (laughs) there's no character development and two sex scenes and none of it makes sense and that that's why I say it feels like this person read Fifty Shades, because John feels like a self-absorbed uh, male character like Christian Grey, who knows everything, and because he's so damn confident and knows how everything's going to work out, everything works out. Mm-hmm. 
Because we have a foursome. Oh, also, the, the title of the story is How Many Dukes Can I Take? All three of the dudes involved are dukes, yes. But there is no significant group sex had, except for her getting Eiffel Towered a couple of times. When the title How Many Dukes Can I Take is in play... I am expecting at least double penetration, you know? <laughs> yeah. I was expecting a situation where she's just like, you know, all bets are off, let's do this. No, it's the most exciting thing for her in this is a moment where John is lying on the bed kissing her and Mark just figures out a way to do that porn he does like the porn star thing of putting her legs up by his head but it's yeah. described in such a way that this blows her goddamn mind and she's just like a cartoon character having an orgasm and it's the best thing ever and then book over bye thanks for your thanks for your dollar we'll see <laughs> please please read my other stuff you can pick them up in the lobby <laughs> But the book's not over yet because they go back to the ball. <laughs> no when to, no when to end your fucking story. They oh. go back to the ball, and John introduces her to another set of his cousins. And we're like, oh, set up for a sequel. Also, I want to I want to make it clear right now. I read the author's name is Erica Romance and it says Erica Romance on several other stories they've written on Kindle. Their author name is Erica Omance. Oh. They can't have the surname Romance apparently. Um I've just found another story called Romance. Historical Romance. She Loved Us Both. Historical Duke Western Romance. Um, it says Western Romance. <laughs> the cover contains a guy in a straw cowboy hat, a la um, uh, Kevin Bacon in uh, Tremors. Mm -hmm. But he also has a tattoo on his muscle-bound chest of two... Uh, Chinese characters, and then what? like one of the yeah no, this is the worst cover. I, I guess he's supposed to be a cowboy, but no white cowboy would have Chinese characters tattooed on his fucking tit. Oh, this these covers are bad, yo. Also, it looks like Bobby Flay was the model for The Bride Loved Us Both, which makes uh, it makes this cover more interesting than the story we just reviewed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Have we missed any points that you were wanting to hit on, Bridge? Uh, Clive Owen is the name of one Cl of his other cousins. Clive Owen. Clive Owen. Now, I will say, if the audiobook of this was read by Clive Owen, I'd buy it twice. <laughs> one for yeah. me, one for, the, one for the Library of Congress, so this could be preserved forever. So... Uh, yeah, if we don't sound particularly enthused, it's because there's nothing to be particularly enthused about. Uh, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, also, this story costs two ninety nine for 26 fucking pages. And, hey, I have found stories that are short that could be worth it. Um, 
But there's just some weird description. Yeah, I found a highlight you did here, Bridge. Uh, Mark was pounding forcefully into Anthony, and its vigor vibrated down to reach Eliza. She could almost feel its power with every thrust of Anthony's. Like, you don't hardly get the picture. <laughs> there's, uh, the court... Oh, she looked down... She looked at John, but his eyes were closed as he slowly got rid of her drawers very confidently until she was only wearing her chemise and a corset on the top. Yeah, because there's bottom corsets. Uh, Eliza was breathing hard. No, she wasn't. No, she wasn't. <laughs> John kissed Eliza. He clutched both of her butt cheeks and held them apart for his friends to see. Ah! <laughs> like, the first sex scene was kind of good, and then this foursome is just... <sighs> also, there's, there's a shady appreciation of how human anatomy works, because the reason he does this is to show how aroused she is. But the only way that would work is if she is in full-on doggy style, like, presenting to them. No, she's standing completely vertically, and he's just, like, grabbing her butt cheeks and pulling them apart. Yeah. That's not how anatomy works. It's not even from, like... Because there are some things that happen in sex scenes where you have to kind of let your suspension of disbelief just go, that's hot. This is just... No. Um... Yeah. <sighs> I do like the the reveal is just uh or the reveal of this big plan. What else do you have planned for me, Eliza asked, laughing when she turned serious. So you knew what had happened the, that day between Mark, Anthony, and me. Ha, we put Mark and Anthony next to each other. This whole story was me waiting for this author to put Mark Anthony in yeah. sequence like that to sell the joke. John says, yes, I did. In fact, it was my idea. It was your idea. Why did, where, why would you get such an idea? And then it is followed by a paragraph of John basically saying, because you fuck bad. <laughs> you fuck bad, and I thought this would fix it. And obviously, it might have, but even John's plan doesn't work. Because John doesn't have sex with her during this scene. Yeah. Mark Foxer. Like and I think Anthony maybe. It's I I I don't get it. It's set up like uh like there was a different ending where she left John to get with Mark and Anthony. Right? Because they're the ones that she's actually had the time with in this book. John's just been off on work things or pushing her away be like hey look at my cousin because like she makes a big deal about he writes me fanciful letters while he's gone and whenever he is here he spends every minute with me like really she has nothing to complain about given the context of the time if anything eliza feels like a modern woman teleported back in time uh to this because she her expectations of the relationship are not what she would be presented with at the time you know like yeah and she also because she complains about it as if he gets home and then goes and plays with a model train set all the time like no he he spends every minute with me well then fucking like even she admits things are weird in the bedroom like that's our introduction to that but yeah. uh it feels like maybe there was a cuckold fetish in this at some point because cuckold fetish is a 
fucking story thing. I mean, goddamn, it's everywhere in Shakespeare. Uh, so it would fit perfectly in this Regency era story. But John isn't getting. It doesn't seem like John is getting his jollies off because someone else is fucking his wife. He's getting his jollies off because he thinks Mark's penis is going to magically make her be like, fuck yeah, and start getting down and dirty with him. It just doesn't line up, in the, right? It it boggles the mind. I'll be... I was hoping for something that was, like, enjoyably bad. And in a way, this is kind of enjoyably bad. But after a while, it's just... bad. At this point, it's more enjoyably bad because we knew we were going to make fun of it if it was yeah, bad. pretty much. And I will say, like, the, the goal of the Red Light Library is not to dunk on things... But when a writer I was tries hoping to enjoy it, I'll be right? honest. I was hoping to like be pleasantly surprised, and and instead I I wasn't, and that that was a surprise in and of itself. When a writer publishes something that promises to be one thing, and then like they don't try for most of it, because you can tell from the sex scene they can write, but yeah. the first sex scene you can tell from the first sex scene they can write. But the other parts are just like, eh, as if like they pulled up a couple a couple of Wikipedia pages, and then it feels like they put less research into this thing that they published for money than I have put into scripts for audio dramas that I then abandon and will never make. Like I yeah. still have folders full of like twenty different research sources for a thing I probably won't make for a couple of years at least. Like. And this person put this thing up for three fucking dollars. We have Kindle Unlimited right now. So it didn't cost us anything, technically. They are getting paid per page read on this. But fucking three dollars to buy it outright. That is just... You can get the... um, Fuck, what did I just review? Um, I just reviewed something with uh, a paperback copy... You can get a paperback copy of Alien Love, which was garbage, but you can get a paperback copy of Alien Love for $5. Like, this story is not $2 away from a physical copy good. <laughs> yeah, no. So, uh, I guess that brings us to the finale here. Bridge, would you recommend How Many Dukes? No. No. <laughs> if you want a good Regency novel pick probably literally any other Regency novel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess one thing we didn't touch on. What are, just... what are some of the basic beats that a Regency erotica should hit? I mean, ideally in my Regency loving soul, it should feel like it actually takes place in a Regency period and yeah. not in unnamed area of unnamed period of time where they wear regency style clothes yeah just saying they live in we know they live in sussex we know that it takes john a lot of time to go do things somewhere else and we know she wears corsets that's it pretty much and even then the corset isn't used in a kinky way yeah 
And the corset isn't even represented right, because there's no way she's taking all these deep, meaningful breaths deep with a corset breath. on. Fuck me. It's the one thing. The one thing. It's like saying she put a strap on on and then somehow is having vaginal sex with somebody. You know, like, it's just they're ignoring fucking the whole point. <laughs> I mean, I if if it were a, a bodice, maybe. Yeah. Because that doesn't constrict as much. So even though it keeps saying, oh, it's like a full corset, I kept imagining a bodice because that's the only way these scenes work. <laughs> is if she's got on like a sort of low cut bodice on, which is definitely not ladylike at all. <laughs> For a, a duchess, she would be full, full, full corset, full dress, all the way down, no ankles, no skin, ever. Bye. Yeah. I'm coming from a uh, I'm coming from a perspective of someone who's like I watch a lot of the Sharp, S H R S H A R P E, the the Bernard Cromwell stuff, uh starring the movie starred Sean Bean, they were really good. Uh, uh the lot a lot of the stuff I've seen from this time period hasn't been necessarily focused on manor life, but I also grew up watching a PBS reality show called Manor House. Uh it was part of a series of just, it was like time period and then the word house. And the idea was they would take families and stick them into a historical building that has been retrofitted to, or not retrofitted, but filled with replicas of things from that time period. So there is kind of a PBS reality show Mm -hmm. where they make like 15 people live as if they were in Regency era England and they have a man, like there's the, the, the family that runs the mansion. So they're the top of the fucking heap. And then there's like Mm -hmm. the servants and shit and all the different political things that pop up because of that. And it's very interesting. Like that's my experience of Regency stuff. And in reading this, I was wanting more like she's, she's bored of her duties and she's, there's scenes where she's talking to the fucking Duke of who gives a shit. And he's like, old and pervy and she doesn't want to talk to him anymore like i want i I want that montage of what her day's life at the beginning or or what a day is like for her at the beginning and then like show me what shitty sex with john's like yeah we don't get a good establishment of what's normal for her before the tables are flipped and she's having the threesome like the thing i love about short fiction is it's a challenge to the author to get a lot done in a short amount of time. Montages are great for that. Uh, a letter. Have her write a fucking letter or something. I want to know what year it is. I want to know what her social status is. I want to know if it's a, I come from a less, I married up. If she married up, which no, didn't happen, but if she married up, I want to know like, what her situation was maybe she's writing a letter to a friend or she's writing a letter to her parents and she's like i mean as you know we weren't the most rich people and bob like details i want more details yeah not just i live in sussex and my husband's the dutch the duke and i'm the duchess of sussex (sighs) (laughs) so after listening to uh, oh you had other recommendations by the way um. Yeah, no, just anything but this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, 
So, after listening to our glowing review of How Many Dukes Can I Take, if you want to pick it up yourself, you can look it up on Amazon. How Many Dukes Can I Take? Actually, it's romance colon, historical romance colon, how many dukes can I take? Question mark, parentheses. Historical romance, duke, regency, and duke short stories by sexual menage threesome romance by Erica Omance. Yep. $2.99 American. Oh, by the way, there are a couple of reviews. Let's check those out real quick. <laughs> oh boy, I didn't even I didn't even look at the reviews. Cliff Long says it's four stories. Uh, a shared duchess is the title of the review. Recently married duchess Eliza finds that her husband does not mind sharing her with two of his cousins. Shorten to the point. Um, Kindle Reads gives it one star. Can't recommend. Feel this is not a true attempt of Anne dot dot dot. Uh... Yeah, no, it's just and dot dot dot. They didn't. Posted review three times. Almost identical book reappears with no previous reviews. No significant changes to previous editions. Can't recommend. Feel this is not a true attempt of an indie author. Seems like a plan to make a profit from unsuspecting readers. Thank you. Holy shit, that's perfect. They nailed it. They just did what we took 40 minutes to do. Uh, I found this book disgusting and should not be on sale. I found this book disgusting and it should not be on sale. Do not want this showing up on my Amazon choices, says Leslie Eder. Sorry, Leslie. I mean, it says it has incest in the title, in the, in the description. I don't see what you... Uh... Um, Audrey Rathburn gives it five stars. I love that they all like the sexual activity. The book ended abruptly. Yes, I would recommend it to anyone that is bi. Thank you, Audrey. That was a that was a spirited review. Uh, more spirited than the book itself. I do notice there is a is valid, but I do not have to agree with it. <laughs> I mean, shit. Looking at the recommend sponsored products related to this item, uh, claimed by the Viking warriors, billionaires' indulgence, uh, which looks to be a cowboy thing, uh, but modern times. There's a bunch of Regency correcting his ward and uh, his virgin widow, the Baron's betrothed. Like, there's a the Earl of Wainthrop. <laughs> there's a lot of shit here that you could read that is probably leagues better yeah although most of it seems to be a woman in a dress standing for the photo <laughs> a duke for the road <laughs> from the duke's secret series oh these covers man these all look like fucking abc original movies the duke of hearts <laughs> i gotta stop okay so yeah. thank you so much bridget ah oh, fuck sorry about that thank you so much bridge uh, hopefully <laughs> we'll dig up something better next time. Uh, I think I have something in mind for next oh, time. I am very excited. So, if people want to find you uh, after listening to us talk about this, where can they find you on the internet? I can be found on the internet, on Twitter specifically, at... Uh, Shit, I can't remember my new handle. My old, my old Twitter got deleted, and so I had to recreate it. And oh, I'm no. still trying to remember my new fucking handle. I think it's Audio Gremlin. It is, I just looked at it. It is Audio Gremlin. Yeah. I am at Audio Gremlin there, and corner and chair pretty much anywhere else. 
Woo! If you would like to check out the Red Light Library, well, you're here already, but you can find us on Twitter at Red Light Library, and you can go to our website, redlightlibrarypodcast.wordpress.com to see all of our old episodes. Uh, and I think that, oh, you can find me on Twitter at The Pod Report, T H E P O D R E P O R T. And uh, I have a website of the same name with .wordpress.com at the end of it. Thank you so much for listening. And, uh, yeah, we we just read that so you didn't have to. (sighs) Bye. Bye.